two ready for round two the last episode of season one we did it i am joy donaldson i am a certified sexologist a survivor a huh, solo sex enthusiast and someone who is falling in deep like <laughs> with my body I want to be real here and not pretend that I have it all together the reason I did this podcast was to have someone else to talk to even if it was just me in my car <laughs> or in the studio sharing on things that I care about in ways that are most pure to me I love to talk about these things because at one point in my life I couldn't and also at one point in my life I could not look at myself I didn't like being naked I didn't like being exposed and for this last episode of season one we are talking about body possibilities the body possibilities and the beliefs that I can harness about myself in viewing my body through the lens of recovery and healthy love. So many of us are bouncing back from the harshness that was doled out to us for having bodies that were on the margins of what was deemed socially acceptable. Maybe we developed too quickly, quote unquote. We were looked at as fast because we were more shapely than expected. We didn't grow into our bodies until we reached far into adulthood. We took longer than we were told to leave that cocoon. And that goes into our sex lives and sexualities about ourselves as well. Where that butterfly just has or is taking longer than we want. And the body that we are working with in that moment isn't always welcomed. So I want to talk about the empowerment there is in self-expression, body positivity, the liberation of self-expression and the empowerment that can be developed when we finally decide, fuck it. So let's get into it. 
I did not have a positive relationship with my body growing up. I was convinced I was too big. I had always been more bottom heavy. Um, Boobs didn't really come in until probably college. But I had always had a little bit of hip. You know, good size booty. I don't remember what my stomach looked like back then, but I, at my smallest, I was a size three. At my heaviest, I was around an 18. Coming to terms with how disordered eating really affected my life gave me an answer as to what I was doing to my body. I used to stop eating whenever I got really stressed out. It would be to where I had a test coming up and I couldn't eat my heart was broken and I couldn't eat. I got into a fight with a friend and I couldn't eat. Me and my mom were arguing about something and I couldn't eat. Anytime there was some sort of disagreement or disturbance, my appetite would just fall out of my mouth and I could not eat. When a high school boyfriend cheated on me in 10th grade, I returned to high school in 11th grade having lost so much weight that someone walked up to me and asked me where my butt went. That's when I knew something was wrong, but I had no idea I had lost that much weight. I I didn't know. Years later, I was in emotionally and financially abusive relationship. Also, Years later, I was in an abusive relationship and it all switched. I went from not eating when I was super stressed out to overeating. And that is something I still contend with every time something happens. Do I reach for something for comfort? Knowing I'm not going to feel good after. Knowing this is going to make me feel worse. But in that moment, I am reaching for something that would make me feel better. How are we working through that? I ask myself. When my last relationship ended, I haven't been in a relationship in five years here in 2023. And that's been on purpose. When that last relationship ended, especially the way it ended, I fell down into a deep, deep self-loathing space. I could not understand where I was. 
mentally as well as physically. I did not realize all the harm that had been done to me and that I allowed in that relationship until I was well into therapy. My first time hearing the word rape was during a session in therapy. My first time hearing, sis, that sounds like abuse. When I opened up about some of the things that had happened in that relationship, that relationship is when I began to put pieces together of a puzzle I did not know I was gathering until the entire thing was put together this go that's why in between that time I moved for a job it was a job I held for four years and during that time anytime I looked in the mirror I didn't recognize myself I was both a shell of who I was before that relationship as well as too much of a person in that moment and it caused me to binge harder and eventually I realized that I was overeating to make myself as unattractive as possible so that no one would be attracted to me and I would be left alone I did not realize I was doing that until I hit the 200s up until this point even when pregnant I was only 193 pounds and I gained 40 to 50 pounds during that pregnancy because it was medically necessary. Allegedly. Because <laughs> now looking back at it and even doctors that I've spoken to that have been concerned about my health have been like, why did they tell you to gain all that weight? I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> I... I've never been somebody who has had health issues up until the last couple of years. Coinciding with the last couple of years, my mom passed away. I was laid off from that position of four years. My entire team was laid off. I was in a state mentally and physically that I did not want to be in, but I did not know how to get out of it. And in the middle of all of that, I have shut myself off from physical contact with other people, mainly because I did not recognize myself. I had been body shamed by almost every sexual partner. After I gave birth, and I was at my heaviest at 193, and of course I lost weight after giving birth. I'll never forget getting out of the car 
me and my then husband and he was in the he was coming down from the porch and I was coming back with the baby and I had bags that I needed to take in first so I called out to him to open the door because I had all these bags in my hands he got to the gate and kicked it open in front of me who I am now would have responded to that in the same with the same energy who I was back then I just ate it I just looked at him and ate it I got my child in the house and pretended it didn't happen some weeks prior after recovering from a tumultuous c-section where i nearly died no exaggeration with that i am a black woman in america dealing with the healthcare system i almost died on that operating table i'm walking around trying to hold my child in active postpartum depression but i don't know it and my then husband decides to make a remark about how heavily i'm walking around the house i am bent damn near at a 45 degree angle because i cannot stand up straight nor can i bend fully at 90 degree so i'm stuck at 45 with sutures and stitches and he remarks that i am heavy foot and i'm stomping around the house I had a partner look at my belly that was distended because of all the weight I put on medically induced (laughs) weight gain. Tell me that if we decide to have children together, would that make my stomach look worse? I had a part, another partner who we were damn near the same weight who felt the need to continuously body shame me because he had an excuse. He didn't have children. He didn't physically have children, but I did. And I'm the woman and I should be taking care of my wifely duties as someone who had been a girlfriend of his of all of maybe five months like this was the caliber of men 
I had given my body to, the body I was not connected to. I willfully put my pleasure into the hands of people who would much rather see me in pain. Cause the pain to and for me and then watch me inflicted onto myself by refusing to honor myself, by refusing to stand up for myself. A big part of it was fear because I had grown accustomed to being silenced. I did not know my own voice, so I opted not to use it. And the other part of it was if I stay this way and they see that I can take it, maybe that will flip a switch in their brains and they will decide that I'm worth the hassle. You hear how fucked up that is? All of that, while disconnected from my body, while disconnected sexually, which means I'm disconnected metaphysically, root-wise. I'm not connected to myself to even know how to operate in fight, flight, or fear. Not knowing how to operate in fight, flight, or freeze. Like, I'm so far gone from this body that whatever happens to it, it was meant to be. Because nobody was fighting for me, not even myself. So now being here a fresh 36... Looking back on the girl who was 16, 20, 24, 27, 30. Seeing where the lines of demarcation are when it comes to my own denial and what I inflicted on myself unnecessarily the body I see in the mirror now far surpasses who I was back then I shared that I had a very tumultuous c-section During that C-section, the epidural wore off, so I felt everything. I didn't necessarily feel them cutting me, but I felt the pulling. I felt them remove my child from me. And that is etched onto my psyche. That is not a feeling that will ever leave me. And because of that, I had a very jagged scar across my lower belly. On top of skin that never, quote unquote, bounced back. I never had (laughs) a snapback. Due to that, 
I could never look at myself in the mirror and enjoy what I'm looking at because all I can see was the trauma trauma was already there and then you get cut open on a an operating table and you're not being monitored enough that they know that hey maybe we need to give her another dose of this epidural because it's been over X amount of hours and we're about to actually go into this surgery. So maybe we need to make sure all of those things are taken care of instead of just forgetting. Throughout so many moments in my life, I have been an afterthought. And then I became my own afterthought. I started researching tummy tuck lipo finding out how much that was going to be everything i did what i needed to do to be able to have that surgery this was a few months after my mom died she actually wanted to be there for me during the surgery and with that came a brand new scar that's longer that's more that's darker because I tend not to heal well when it comes to scarring unfortunately but that scar that scar was chosen and I look at that scar now knowing that in that moment I chose me Somebody might hear this and go, girl, you came up with that when you had a tummy tuck and a, and a light bulb. Yes. Because the body I had before that and looking at that scar, that jagged scar. The scar in some places still did not have feeling 12 years later. The scar that never really fully closed properly. So it was dented and bumpy. Along with that came muscles that never returned back to their former form. That were so stretched out beyond repair that no amount of sit-ups and crunches would have been able to fix it. I had multiple nurses and the lead surgeon know how afraid I was of yet another surgery. And they all surrounded me in that moment and spoke over me and listened to me because I made a point to speak. I used to hug my fupa at night and then I rubbed the scar to sleep because I chose me. I don't know what it's going to look like when I have sex again 
with whoever sex partner actual partner a fling a one night stand I don't know I don't know what it's going to be like when that person sees that scar but I know I'm not ashamed of it I'm not afraid to talk about the choice I made so when we talk about the possibilities of our bodies of what we want to experience with our bodies the beliefs our cells hold the pleasure that we seek in every waking moment that we get to be alive when we look in the mirror and sometimes don't recognize what we see for better or for worse how will we continue to fight for our reclamation how will we continue to fight within our recovery how and why will we continue to fight for our own renaissance the body positivity that we cultivate within ourselves are is ours the self-acceptance that we dole out upon ourselves the heaps of that that we decide to spoon out is at our own discretion cultivating a positive relationship with our bodies takes ownership ownership of the things that we have accepted ownership of the lies we've told ourselves ownership of the lies that we have held on to from other people seeing what we are actually accepting is a societal norm or is us making our own mark on this world outside of the margins the very slim white blue-eyed blonde margins of what society accepts The slim, the slim thick, the heroin chic. The 2A, 2B. Socially accepted identities and beauty standards. It comes with being radically obnoxious with the amount of love that you have for the person in the mirror. Even if it's like Bob the drag queen, you see one thing in the mirror and go, you know what? I like that tooth. That's a really nice tooth. When I first heard that, I it blew my mind that we can look at something and zone in on something so minute, but it can start the domino effect of finding other things that we love and appreciate about ourselves that are outside of what someone else even positively told us people can pour so many beautiful things into you and until you accept them and believe them yourself they're just words 
and you're you can get addicted to having these people speak these things over and about you but you never accept them and you're chasing a high that was never ever accurate to begin with and you're trying to piece it all together and it's just never going to fit because they're not internal they're not coming from inside the house the call is not coming from inside of the house and the moment we're able to pick up that line and listen to ourselves say what we've always needed to hear that is when you can invite your pleasure that is when you can embody and invoke and speak up share and say the things that you want that you desire that you crave and that's what makes this the most empowering aspect of our pleasure journey because who are we to not enjoy ourselves if the self we are trying to enjoy remains disconnected remains aloof remains afar what's the point and how do we begin again it's a daily practice every day ain't that day And that's okay too. Knowing that there is no perfect way to make it through these emotions. And oftentimes we got to just sit with the shit. Acknowledge that the shit is the shit. But not wallow and lay in it. You might get your shoes dirty. But we're not going to get our hair wet. So as I close out this first season, I'm ready for round two. I admonish you to liberate yourself. To take on and pull up roots that hold you down that tie you to a place you no longer identify with, you no longer get any sort of substance from. That you free yourself from you if you have to, while you are coming out of the person that you were and into the person that you've always wanted to be. The sexy, the joyful, the exuberant, the lively, the juicy, the succulent version of yourself that's always been there, but they needed permission. You held the key and no one else can hold you over you anymore 
liberate your sensual and authentic self. And I promise you so much color and light will emerge. Redefine your body possibilities. Redefine what your body has to offer and what your body can experience. Even and especially after any sort of trauma. We all deserve it. And until next time, this round is on me. Thank you.